Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, let's start here. Uh, the wildfire smoke into the northeast. Yeah. Wow, Dang, man. man. Yeah, yeah, it's something. It is. Causing I mean, it's, problems. It's like something in some dystopian future. You know, this like over, uh, oppressive smog and all of this that's uh, hanging over the eastern portion of the United States uh, from Canadian wildfires mm-hmm. that are happening right now. And I do sense a little bit of bitterness from our our. Our, our lovely friends on the West Coast who are saying, hey, wait a minute, this happens like every year, every other year on the West Coast, and it doesn't get this kind of panic. But, oh, my gosh, there were some crazy photos out of Yankee Stadium last night, and so, therefore, we all have to really panic and, and care deeply about it. Yes. I was having that conversation, as I mentioned, with some people earlier today. You know, this happens in other parts of the country every year. I know it's not as populated, but it does happen. But it's like anything. It's, you know, in the wintertime, you're going to get six inches of snow in New York City. It's a national story. Well, that happens in other places around the United States all the time. Yeah. And oh. I know the attitude from the East Coast is, yeah, but, but this is us. Right. The important people. <clears throat> right, exactly. Right. Real people <laughs> live here. And I don't mean our friends no, in the I North. Know, I know. You I get, get the whole no, sort of vibe. Yeah. Um, but so it's, yeah, it's, it's good news story. for me because I bought a bunch of Fauci masks late in the pandemic, and I'm holding them, and now I've got a whole other market I can send them there to. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that helps me. Yes. This would be a good time to bust those out. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Thank you. Um, meanwhile, on the other coast in California, um, they're ready to do away with some guns. Yeah. California Governor Gavin Newsom <laughs> is proposing a new constitutional <laughs> yes, amendment to restrict guns. It would ban so-called assault rifles, mandate waiting periods before you buy and take it home, and enact universal background checks. So when your grandfather gives you his 100-year-old shotgun, uh, you have to go to a gun store and do the background check stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this, this will not happen. This will, uh, but, you know, this is, this is political posturing, obviously. NBC News interviewed him and talked about it as if, Oh, at least somebody is doing something about this. Ah. Okay. Well, why now? It's pretty self-evident that a lot of the laws we pass are being rolled back by the federal courts. To be clear, you're not calling for the abolition of the Second Amendment. No. This is an existential crisis that we're experiencing every single day. But more than half of these state legislatures are controlled by Republicans. So how is this possible? How is this going to happen? It's possible because their constituency demands it. You know very well. Uh, what uh, the hold on. Say I'm sorry, about- man. Time out. You don't keep criminals in jail right. in California. They get back out, they shoot and kill people. Yeah. We got to do something about the guns. Dude. <laughs> Is this guy just fed scripts? Well, Does he yes. think at all? He's an empty vessel. He always has been. Yeah, I know. But he's got to figure, or whoever tells him what to say figures this is advantageous politically. Yeah. And I guess NBC is going to roll out the red carpet and give you this platform yeah. and then scare little old ladies. Yes, we got to get rid of the guns. Well, it's, it's odd to me, too, because now after Florida passed constitutional carry, 
uh, a majority of states in this country have permitless carry provisions on the books. So when you're talking about getting a supermajority of states to ratify and sign on to some constitutional amendment that rolls back those rights, you're going to fail. I think Gavin Newsom knows he's going to fail, but this is about upping his uh, political right. credibility on the left. That's what this is about. Same thing with the lawsuit against Ron DeSantis for right. kidnapping. Okay. I mean, it's the same nonsense. It just gets people to talk about him who normally wouldn't. David has more from this. Roll it. You know very well what the critics are going to say about this. California has some of the strictest gun laws in the nation. In the first month of the year, between Half Moon Bay and Monterey Park, 18 people were killed. That's what they're going to say. What do we need this 28th Amendment for? And with California's gun death rate today is 73% lower than Texas. These federal judges want to turn America into Texas. We cannot let that happen. <laughs> okay, David. A lot of your former constituents are are living happily in Texas right now, dude. I think yes. I think a lot of people within California, I hear from them quite frequently, people who don't live in L.A., they don't live in San Francisco, they would love it if California's legislature started looking a little bit more like Texas's. Absolutely. Why are so many people leaving there? Part of the reason has been crime. Why doesn't anybody ask this to these knuckleheads? If you're doing a great job and everybody loves you and the constituents are behind you and American people are, then why are people fleeing your state? Why are they doing it at record levels? Why? And why doesn't anyone ask? I don't know why. Because they're propaganda machines. God, it makes me crazy. That's what NBC is. That's what CNN is. Look at all these blue states that have lost huge amounts of population. I I mean, does anybody question it? Like, I wonder why that's happening. I know. Golly. I I understand. Businesses fleeing. Yes. Yes. Um, other news out there. Um, there is this story that China is going to build the spy base in Cuba focused on intercepting communications within the United States. TikTok's not enough. Oh, no. No, now you need to get down to the nitty-gritty of specifics. Okay. So after the spy balloon, it's like, well, we just rolled right through there. No problem. Why don't we just build the base in Cuba? What's the United States going to do right now? We punk them every other day. Whether by sea, by air, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely nothing. What do they say? What, Blinken the other day? We really urged them to respect the rules of engagement, and, and that, that really crossed the line of professionalism. Oh, that yeah. will get them to understand. Yeah, yeah we're going to turn this car around. Yes, have a <laughs> talk with Diplomacy. China yeah. about the Uyghur Muslims yeah. and professionalism. Say, it's just not professional the way you kill those people and sell their body parts. That's not really cool. Mm-hmm. You know what they would put their foot down about? What? If, they, if, if the Chinese tried to build a base after purchasing uh, Epstein's private island. Oh. Because then it's like, wait a minute, we don't know if we got all the flash drives out. This might affect us. Uh-oh. No doubt. I mean, I understand we see these stories, you know, every day, something else that will sort of just raise your eye a little bit. Like, Wow. Dude, that's a big deal. Yeah. And again, what's the coverage all over media? It's Ukraine, Russia, big threat. I, and I understand it's not that that's not a news story, but Russia is not the biggest threat to the United States. Hasn't been. It's been China. But you would not know that from watching our media. Not even close. Meanwhile, north of the border, Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Justin, Did what? Justin Trudeau took a break from, uh, you know, poisoning American citizens with his wildfire smoke. 
And yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the illegitimate son of Fidel Castro, Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, tried to give a shout-out to the Alphabet Mafia. And, uh, well, I, this was probably his most human moment, honestly. Really? Okay, roll that. I will never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBG, LGBTQ2 plus uh, kids' rights. Hold on a second. <laughs> wow. Is that a classic or is that fresh? That's fresh. Oh, my gosh, he's done that before. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd, I would like to hear that again. This rivals Joe Biden. Listen. <laughs> Whenever we do something like this on the show, poking fun at it, uh-huh. you'll have people that's so disrespectful. Oh, yeah, Why like do it. you hate? Right. Okay. Man. I will never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBG, LGBTQ2 plus uh, kids' rights. You know what happens? That's strike three call right there. I don't care what you do. If you're in a band, you're a guitar player. If you do this for a living, you know, whatever your interest or profession is, you always find someone that is in higher standing. How do they do it? I don't exactly want to copy it, okay? But I want to study it a little bit. Mm-hmm. How did they get to where they are? What can I do to improve myself? I think Trudeau's been watching Biden quite a bit. LGDP, LGT, LBG. LGBT. He's channeling but, it. But I will say, he went back and got it. Biden would have just went. That is true. He would have just run off with a yeah. sentence, and that was the end of it. You mean just when he completely yeah. gives up, went, says there's yeah, no right. need there's to carry no on with carry this? carry on with this, because I, I don't even know what I just said. Yeah, that's probably true. If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember when it was Asian American and Pacific Islander? month or whatever and yes. he did give up on and the today i'll be traveling to uh, on thursday excuse me i'll be traveling to the republic of korea and japan to affirm the importance of our indo-pacific alliances folks and to celebrate the indispensable partnerships that are strengthening by the deep family ties and heritage and the values reflected in the aanhpi <laughs> i i i i i <laughs> LGDP, LGT, LBG. Keep trying, man. You get there. It'll be all right. <laughs> oh, you know, Tucker Carlson, uh, he was on Twitter. Fox News says, breach of contract. Is it? Really? We'll get to that in a news update next, right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so Tucker Carlson went on Twitter night before last. It's like 10 minutes. From what I understand, that's not going to be what we're going to get from Tucker on Twitter all the time. That was shortened down. And part of the reason why I heard this news report earlier today that well, it's because Fox came in and anything they helped set up in his basically private personal studio they Mm. took all that gear out yeah which makes sense um and so they tucker himself has his own people building a studio well where he'll have all the bells and whistles i guess that he had before um because one of the criticisms online from twitter the other night i don't know if you happen to see this um was that 
one nut. Oh, the female. Uh, she was a weeper. What's her name? She would destroy every life. And then when it came to her, she started Oh, Taylor Lorenz. Taylor, Taylor Lorenz. Yeah, with the Thank Washington you. Post. Yeah. Yes. Said it was so interesting to see, you know, Tucker without all the music and all of this just naked out there. And then people started saying, he got over 70 million views, you dope. Right. He doesn't need it. People are there for what he has to say. Not this, this, CNN. Right. All this sort of nonsense. Anyway, so you got now the report that Fox News is saying, hey, Tucker breached the contract. And Tucker's people are saying, hold on a second. What did he do? He just went on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Gave his opinions on something. He can't do anything? Yeah. That... That's a We've really... seen employee contracts before with broadcasts, yeah. and you wonder, okay, is he getting paid for the Twitter thing? Yeah, it's a really interesting new, uh, uh, with the new media and the rise of social media and whatnot, it's a really interesting conundrum here because are you effectively saying you can't post online at all while you're still disputing the terms of your separation agreement? And I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what his contract says. Um, but it's not like he went to Newsmax or something like that and is doing a show there. It's just his personal Twitter page. Correct. And are they going to say, well, you can't do that? I well, can't believe this wasn't run by about a million lawyers before he did it. I'm getting the feeling Tucker knows exactly yeah, what he's I, doing. Yeah, me too. I mean, this sounds just like posturing to me. From Fox? Yeah. Dude, there, have you heard the latest numbers, what happened to them? Yeah. The first month without Tucker? Mm-hmm. And what the numbers did, not just in his slot, but prime time, mm -hmm. they're a third of what they were. And in the 2554, the money demo, it's worse than that. Yeah. They've lost the trust of people. It's really something. And, you know, one of the things he said the other night on Twitter that I thought was really interesting, um, and it, it, it goes to something we've talked about so many different times, is that there are so many people in our country that have no idea what's going on. And we hear from you on social media and messages. Yeah, it's crazy. But you do really sort of have to look into a lot of different sources to know what's happening in the United States. And this is how he put it the other night. A small group of people control access to all relevant information. And the rest of us don't know. We're allowed to yap all we want about racism. But go ahead and talk about something that really matters and see what happens. If you keep it up, they'll make you be quiet. Trust us. <laughs> That's how they maintain control. Talking about the powers that be that control 90% of the media. And he goes on. When Western tourists first started traveling in large numbers to the Soviet Union in the early 1970s, they found that many Russians had a completely warped understanding of the United States. They thought that Americans lived in grinding poverty in a state of perpetual race war and were desperate to flee to the freedom and prosperity of the Eastern Bloc. They thought this because that's what they had been told. They had no way to know otherwise. Did you know that, Scott? No, I did not know that. No. I did not know that. Yeah. I, that was a very much a surprise to me as well. Yeah. You had known that, David? Yeah. I mean, the, the information control under the Soviet leadership was incredible. That was not taught, at least in school. No. And then, well, I guess the 80s were a blur after that. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't know that. Roll on. The few Russians who understood what was really going on in the rest of the world had learned about it from listening to shortwave radio broadcasts, sometimes under the covers so the neighbors wouldn't hear. Fifty years later, it is bewildering to consider the ironies here. We're the ones who live in ignorance now. 
The U.S. government has managed to classify more than a billion so-called public documents. So at this point, we can't possibly know what our leaders are doing. We're not allowed to know. By definition, that is not a democracy. Yet it's fine with the media. Secrecy is a powerful tool of control. And so then he brings back talking about Twitter. As of today, we've come to Twitter, which we hope will be the shortwave radio under the blankets. We're told there are no gatekeepers here. If that turns out to be false, we'll leave. But in the meantime, we are grateful to be here. We'll be back with much more very soon. Okay. See what happens. By the way, how Elon Musk handled the whole what is a woman controversy because we were talking about that just about a week ago now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on there? We thought there was going to be free speech. And people saying he can't put that out there. He handled it pretty well. Mm -hmm. People are gone. And it actually, the whole thing backfired on the left. And more people saw that documentary than ever. You mean he saw the rot with his own company and got rid of it? Yes. He should go to work for CNN. They got an opening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, David said this yesterday that CNN, you're going to have to clean house. You are. Oh, absolutely. Well, Everybody I you want goes. change. You, Everybody you have goes. To, yes. Uh, a guy named uh, John Nicosia has some good sourcing within Discovery, and he's been right about a lot of exits, including Brian Stelter, Don Lemon, et cetera, uh, over the last couple of years at this point. Um, and he said, yeah, the, the sources are basically saying now, okay, we got rid of Chris Licht, the old CEO, um, but the exit doors are still open is what he said. And, and this is what happens, though, because the reason Chris Licht, the CEO, got ousted was because the Mean Girls Club went after him. And right. so there are people within that corporate structure who realize who the troublemakers are, and they're looking for an exit ramp for them. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, update on something I n honestly never thought I'd see. And to me, it's a sad day for Portland. Uh, the best U.S. cities for naked biking came out, and Portland is not number one. No. no. I mean, they're the runner-up. They're there. They're second. Uh-uh. But Philadelphia now. <laughs> they're number one? Yeah, not exactly the fittest city. I don't know how that works, but they're, they're number one now. Larger seats. <laughs> Maybe. News update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, you have a story, David, about the governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker. Yeah, old jelly bean, J.B. Pritzker. Well, you know, he's put out a lot of uh, executive orders over the last few years dealing with mask mandates, uh, COVID lockdowns, etc. And yes. a lot of people, especially downstate, away from Chicago, uh, didn't like that very much, and they sued him multiple times. Mm -hmm. uh, he did not like that. And so now he and his Democrat buddies in the state legislature have passed. And it is now law in the state of Illinois that if you want to sue over a state law, you have to do it in Sangamon County or in Chicago, Sangamon, where the state capital is. <laughs> so, so you have so you, so you have to go to an openly hostile to conservative jurisdiction in mm -hmm. order to challenge any law in the state. If you're going to sue the state, you got to go there. There were some Republican representatives who live like way southern Illinois who say, you know, uh, I live ju I live closer to Nashville, Tennessee than I do to Springfield, Illinois. Right. Mm -hmm. One of the guys was saying, I'm almost as close to Atlanta, Georgia as I am to Chicago. <laughs> so <laughs> what, are you, what are we doing here? I got to travel all the way there to file a lawsuit if I want to challenge a state law? 
What we're trying to do is build a totalitarian regime. Absolutely. You will not challenge the right. Democrat Party. This is mind-numbing, though. I mean, how can this happen? How can you just go, here's what we're going to do? You stack the deck. Good golly, man. I know. Sometimes I look at you, Scott, and I know what's going I through know. your head. It's like you're thinking again things I never thought I would see. I read the story, and I read it twice. This can't be right. You can't just pick and choose, right? Right. Yeah, oh, no, how is can't. that? And he did. Yes. Well, there are so many things that happened during the pandemic. Wait a second. How can they do that? And then all of a sudden it's under, you know, the pretext of, well, it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. Gosh, dang, man. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah, it's it's scary in a lot of ways. But I think the good news is you have a number of people, whether it's Illinois or other, you know, blue states that are fighting back. As much as well, they possibly they can. they have to. And then, well, look at what's happening in Oregon. You got more and more counties now saying, okay, we want to join Idaho. We want out. You don't think that's going to happen in Illinois? Again, give me a list of these blue governors in these states that are states that are actually doing better than they were 10 years ago, five years ago. Or cities. Or cities. I, it's, it's remarkable to me. That J.B. Pritzker can just wave a wand and go, well, you know what? If you're going to sue the state, you only can do it in two places. Yep. That's it. But again, and I know to use the term brainwash seems a little strong for some people. Yeah. But you have so many people in these cities and these states that are brainwashed. And it's from media. Dude. Portraying anyone that has conservative thought as in some form evil, whether that's racist, backwards, uh, you name it. You know, against women's rights, against whoever's rights. Yeah. I mean, and that message is banged on every single day. And so for your person that just, you know, doesn't pay that much attention to news, might, again, tune into Good Morning America or the Today Show. And if that's all you ever saw, you would think anyone that votes for Trump is a horrible person because they bang it every day. And you think about how people are brainwashed. That's that's how it happens. Yeah. I'll argue the only reason Sangamon County is in there because it's the where the capital is of the state of Illinois. Yeah, that's exactly it why it is. You know, yeah. that, that, that has to be there. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, otherwise, they just eliminate that, too, and just make it all Cook County. Oh, make if, it, all, make if, it all Chicago. If Jelly Bean could do that. Yeah, if mm-hmm. he could do that, he'd do it. He absolutely would. Golly. Yes, I believe that. 100%. Unbelievable. All right, it's that time of the show. Going around the table, it may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? I can't believe I'm doing this, but I am going to bring to the show today a life hack that I heard about today. I generally... Oh, man, this is a big day. I, I hate the term life hack. I prefer just saying, hey, here's some good advice, potentially. I don't know how you guys would feel about this. Oh, oh, you know what? I'm sorry, man. It is. It's still a big day. I got it mixed up in my mind because it used to be when you were a news director, you had a rule that if anybody brought you a story that included tips, yeah, in the title, here's some tips in the summer to stay cool, yeah, that person would get fired. Did they get one warning on that? They got one one warning there, but never do it again, or you're yeah. fired. Yeah. And I thought hack was in that too, but it was not. No, life hack was not a fireable offense. It was a, no, we're not doing life hacks, okay? We're a news organization, right. not BuzzFeed. Um, so okay. that, that was it. 
Uh, no, but I, I heard about this, and I don't know if the gentleman I heard this from wants me to say his name on the air. <clears throat> Somebody that we work with. Oh, cool. Uh, he's he's taking a trip abroad, and he's mm-hmm. going to be in an airport. And, of course, obviously, he's going to be flying on a plane. I didn't realize that until he told me, oh, yeah, I just ordered some scrubs. And I said, why, why are you bringing scrubs on an airplane? Is it just like a comfort thing or is this like a germaphobe thing? You want to be able to like toss whatever clothes you wear? Right. Because no, if you show up at an airport wearing hospital scrubs, don't have to have any ID, nothing like that. Everybody treats you so nicely in the security line, at the ticket counter, everything. He's like, people will hold doors open for you. People will, you know, in some cases, let you, like, cut in line if they've got a bunch of bags or something like that. Wow. And I was like, wow, that, I mean, the plan sounds great until someone's having a heart attack on the plane. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. Is there a doctor in the house? Yeah. <laughs> well. But that I, is genius. I said, what, do you wear a, a stethoscope, too? And he goes, no, 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 because I don't want somebody to actually ask me to do something. Right, but we're I, just fi- I, I, I literally would just figure some guy with some weird kink, like furries. They all dress in scrubs. They call themselves the scrubbies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You know, this used to work, but uh, it, it worked when you were four years old, David. It's been gone for a long time now. But a buddy of mine used to do it all the time and did it with me once. You get on a flight, and if you were somewhere in your twenties. If one of the guys told the stewardess at the time, hey, we're uh, we're on this sort of three-day bachelor party. Um, do you have anything complimentary for the groom here? And they would bust out the champagne. <laughs> they would do it. <laughs> and I'm like, boots. no, I didn't believe him. And then I'm on a flight with him, and he does it, and here it comes, and there's the bubbly. <laughs> that's I do, awesome. I do the same thing to score free cake at Olive Garden. It's my birthday. Oh, that's great, man. All right, Scott, what's your story? Uh, Alex Soros is the son of the far-left nutjob billionaire George Soros Mm -hmm. and chairman of the board of directors of his father's Open Society Foundation Network. He drew a great deal of response from social media users this past week after he posted a photo of himself posing with Vice President Kamala Harris. How about that? Great to catch up with Madam (laughs) Vice President, he said. (laughs) Said it on Twitter Tuesday afternoon, further solidifying his tight relationship with most leftist politicians in the country. Capital Research Center investigative reporter Parker Thayer said, nothing to see here, folks. (laughs) Not a thing. You know, bringing that up is anti-Semitic. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Mm. Yes. Man, I feel like I could do three different stories for my story today. I might let David pick today. Could you add the hack story? I have a hack story. Oh. I have a Saudi golf story or um, <laughs> so you have t- one that's just sad that's uh, it's going on in the UK with uh, <laughs> a man that has worked in the medical field forever um, that has been fired because of pronouns. So you Which actually you have like three hack stories. Yeah, maybe. Because the Saudis like to hack people up. and yeah, anyway. Yes, they do. Uh, yes. we'll, we'll end on a lighter note, I guess, then. What's your whatever life hack that you're thinking about? It was a piece that said there are these food hacks that aren't dumb. They're actually good food hacks. You could say tips, suggestions, but it says hacks. Have you ever heard of eating a hard taco over a soft tortilla shell 
And with everything that drops out of the first taco, you got a second one. Yep. You already knew that. I do I do that with uh with like big burritos <laughs> and chips. You see her look on Robin's face? It's like Christmas. I love this idea. <laughs> why hadn't I didn't think of David, why what you been holding out on me? I here? don't know, but yeah, if you go to wherever, Chipotle, Qdoba, Freebirds, wherever you are in the country, I do that with the chips. I get a side of chips and then I eat the burrito and as all the stuff kind of falls out of it, making the burrito easier to consume, but also now I got nachos. Another that's, great. That's like yeah. that's fat guy life hack. Oh, man. <laughs> um what what has more pizza? Two 12-inch pizzas or an 18-inch? Well, it, if you do the math, I suppose it's 212, right? But, mathematically, one 18-inch has more pizza. A little hack for you. Oh, damn. Okay. And a lot of times save money that way. You're going to love this, Scott. Mixing a few cereals together for variety and to regulate sweetness levels. Yes. I've been doing this for years. I, I offered this up to anybody who will do it, saying this is a great idea. You got the little dispensers like in the hotels. And you just put a little uh, bag underneath it and load your bag up, and they weigh it at the counter, and that's what you pay. Then David, I, do you want to crush them again? Then I tell you, remind you, that there are grocery stores that do allow you to do that. <laughs> I ripped off my idea, see? It, maybe, <laughs> well, they did it before you ever put it out in the universe. So they say. That's right. <laughs> All right, this is one I hadn't heard before, but it does make sense to me. For easy-to-eat s'mores, try making them in ice cream cones. I've never heard that. I've never tried it. Huh. It does make sense, though. Because then you can hold the thing. Thought it going all over the end. I guess. Yeah, that's true. Worth a try, I would say. Yeah. Oh, here's one for you, David. Because you like meat. I do you like, like meat. You like cooking meat. That is true. Okay. Keeping an eye on the temperature of a smoker, say. Mm-hmm. It can be a pain. you got to go out and back inside and back out. What's the temperature or whatever. You use a baby monitor to keep an eye on it. <laughs> well, I feel like after a few beers, that could end in disaster. <laughs> yes, baby. But I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And another one, I mean, there's a bunch of these, but another is putting a koozie on your ice cream pint so you can keep your hand warm in the ice cream cold. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> Don't we still have some of those Markley Van Camp and Robin koozies? I think we do somewhere. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. Much more to get to. Uh, a liberal reporter claimed that fighting against Marxism makes you a literal Nazi. That and much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right. Who's this hack? Oh, I love this. So conservatives have been fighting back against woke ideology, which has also been defined as cultural Marxism because, well, it is. And I, my only quibble with the term cultural Marxism is that it's kind of redundant. I mean, true. A little I understand bit, that. Marxism yeah. is kind of this all-encompassing theory of society, economics, everything. Uh, but anyway, it's the idea that identity is more important than personal responsibility or achievement. And if you celebrate achievement, you're just upholding white supremacy. Anyway, a communist writer with the Texas Observer says if you fight back, you're literally a Nazi. Uh, Steve Monticelli is his name. This okay. guy, you may have seen reference to him uh, because after the Allen Mall shooting and after some details came out about the shooter himself, 
uh, who had like neo-Nazi tattoos and all that. This guy decides to just email a bunch of Republicans in the state. Do you do you uh, decry or denounce the uh, uh, the the ideology espou- whatever espoused by this guy? And most of the guys didn't respond because they're like, "That's a stupid question. Shut up, you basement right. dwelling weirdo." <laughs> and his article was, "No Republicans would denounce the radical Nazi ideology of the Alan Mall shooter." Like this guy, seriously. Dang man, take a mite all in a bubble bath, okay? <laughs> anyway, he he weighs in on uh on uh ron DeSantis uh pointing out that woke is cultural marxism and he says ron DeSantis and fox news are rehashing a nazi conspiracy theory known as cultural bolshevism sometimes referred to specifically as art bolshevism music bolshevism or sexual bolshevism was a widely term was a term widely used by state-sponsored critics in nazi journey uh germany to denounce secularist, modernist, and progressive cultural movements. The term is closely related to the Jewish Bolshevism conspiracy theory. So once again, if you object to having kindergarten teachers talk to kindergartners about their genitals, or if you think, hey, we should celebrate achievement and promote people striving to achieve something tangible in their lives, if you object to anything that the left is putting out there, Nazi. <laughs> These people are sick. You know, different people have talked about this. When you get into the medical field, okay, based in biology, based in science, and all of a sudden that starts to change, okay? If you bring up that question and someone is accusing you of being a Nazi, what does that tell you? Oh. What it tells it, you everything you need to know. Yeah. yeah. What it tells me is they know that their beliefs are wrong and they're lashing out instead of reflecting on their own ideologies. How many times when you get to whatever issue it is, can we just talk about the issue and what the facts are around the issue? We may still have a difference of opinion where we end up, but can we at least talk about these facts? Won't have it. It's just you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're this, you're that. And that's the tactic almost every time. And one of the things that they've really used of infiltrating the medical community is saying, well, doctors approve this gender-affirming care Mm -hmm. because they've infiltrated it. And how many doctors now go along because they don't want to lose their jobs? There have been plenty that have. It's, It's disgusting, man. Quick question totally different note because there was this survey out there talking to adults hey would you be okay leaving a 13 year old home alone for a weekend no i would not i mean i was that 13 year old boy i was fine but would you leave your 13 year old alone for the weekend depends on the maturity of the 13 year old it does doesn't it i 13 might be a little young for me it depends on the maturity only 14 percent said that and then it it goes higher up from there but yeah maturity is a big question that Mm -hmm. and how do you judge that this is the markley van camp and robin show are you ready 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So you see the news, China to build spy base in Cuba, focused on intercepting communications within the United States. Okay. So, yeah, China reached a deal with Cuba. Yeah. Build the electronic eavesdropping base. Well, it's a lot easier than spy balloon. You're just it's 100 true. miles away. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Those things can be piloted, but it's not always reliable. and. Might as well just have that. I'm looking forward to them actually just opening up a base in Disneyland or Disney World. That would be good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, educate Americans on the real China. Yeah. Some would call it re-education. That'll be the next step. We could just open up a part of the park and rename it China Land. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It would be interesting to see how many politicians would be on board. Well, hey, we don't want to be xenophobic here. Right, exactly. How many? We know that China and the, some of their companies give us so much money. Uh, we certainly want to honor them, of course. Oh, and how many Republicans would talk about free market capitalism to allow China to operate a base in Florida? Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, John Kirby was asked about this. I don't know if you heard that part of the story. Oh, boy. The National Security Council spokesman. You know, he couldn't speak on this specifically. Okay. Now, officials have said that the Chinese facility would allow Beijing to monitor emails, phone calls, and satellite transmissions through espionage monitoring, known as SIGINT, or Mm S-I-G-I-N-T. Okay. We're aware of it, said Kirby, and have spoken many times to the People's Republic of China's efforts to invest in infrastructure around the world that may have military purposes, including in this hemisphere. We monitor it closely, take steps to counter it, and remain confident that we're able to meet all our security commitments at home, in the region and around the world. Kirby's on it. Okay, Sleep good. peacefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that guy instill confidence in anybody? Him and Ned Price? <laughs> Lloyd Austin? Yeah. Millie? Yeah, right. Can you ever remember a time in your life, Scott, <sighs> since you're the elder statesman of this show, where you had less confidence in our national security? Oh, no, never. Never, never. You know, I used to look at that position as like run by a bunch of John Wayne badasses. Dude, I'm with you, you, man. I mean, that's that's who that's who it was. Like, not only say if you had to get in a fight, physically superior, yes, but mentally superior. Uh huh. More mentally tough. All of those things. Yeah. And who knows what each one of those individuals is really like. But it sure seems like not up to the same standard that we've had in decades they past. They don't exactly flex the same image, do they? No, they do no. not. So that's out there today. Um, who accused DeSantis of kidnapping? What is this oh, story? Yeah. The state of California yeah, I, is looking into another charter flight that took migrants from, I believe, Texas uh, yeah. to California. And apparently it was Florida mixing it up again. Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom has already declared that this was a kidnapping and human trafficking. But in an interview with NBC, it was interesting. He got defensive when asked whether or not California officials would try to arrest the governor of Florida. He's doing a campaign event in a few weeks, I think. 
yeah. uh, in Sacramento, maybe. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. And, and this is, I've mentioned this before, how Gavin Newsom looks the part of a politician, the polished politician, as soon as there is a tiny bit of pushback, though. The guy crumbles. He is not good at ad-libbing. You're right about that. And the more you go back and watch older interviews where he wasn't protected as much, you really do see it. But that's a good take, David. Okay, roll this. Should he be worried that law enforcement officials in this state are going to arrest him when he walks off the plane? Now we're getting into hyperbole. The bottom line is we're for accountability. I mean, I don't think it's hyperbole. You're the one raising the issue of criminality, potentially. We Potentially. Yeah. And we have to do the investigation. That, so, one, it's ready, aim, fire, not ready, fire, aim. That's his approach. Our approach is to seek first to collect all the facts. But on the basis of facts of evidence that were provided, and by the way, I didn't take this in the third party frame. I was there with these folks directly and listened to how they, I mean, you know, human beings. <laughs> He's short. Ready, fire, aim. You did. You did that. And you're the one that said you're going to arrest him. You said that. You said he was kidnapping people. You said it, dummy. Yes. I don't know who this reporter is from NBC. Uh, Jacob Sabroff or something like that. Okay, Sabroff. Just work for accountability. I mean, I don't think it's hyperbole. You're the one raising the issue of criminality potentially. Yeah, you're fired. Oh, yeah. You, you work never, for NBC. Yeah. You don't push back on yeah, one right. of our loved politicians. What's wrong with you? Do you forget what your job is here, sir? Uh, he'll move into the Miguel Almaguer suite. <laughs> well, punished. there's more to this. Here we go. Used as pawns uh-huh. for a guy's political advancement. Pawns? You say we want people here illegally. He just sent them to you. Think of it as a favor. Pawns? That's pretty sad and pathetic and uh, and so I, I take this very seriously and I as I said we are not Martha's Vineyard I love Martha's Vineyard we're not Martha this is California okay I mean this sincerely David what does he mean by that this isn't Martha's Vineyard yeah I uh, I think he's saying that we have more resources than Martha's Vineyard to fight back but at the same time he's saying we're not really ready to fight back dude the guy again as soon as he gets a little bit uh, I mean, glass jaw is too charitable of a description for this guy. Yeah, he had nowhere to go there. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, I don't think he was expecting the pushback he mm-hmm. got. And when he got it, it was like, whoa. No, that's right. I did say that, didn't I? Oh, that's great. All right, David. Uh, what is this piece of audio we're about to hear? This is equal parts hilarious and sad to me. Okay. But this is something that we've talked about a lot. Um, a young woman who posts a ton of videos on TikTok. This has gone viral mm-hmm. now because she's bummed out because she's found it's hard to find a man who is masculine and liberal. <laughs> and, uh, by the way, ironically, there's a warning on this video from TikTok that says participating in this activity could result in you or others getting hurt. So, <laughs> boy, you t- hurt physically or just your feelings? Yeah, I, I guess what are we talking I, about? I don't know. There's like a harm know. warning on it. By the way, this might hurt your feelings, and oh, don't. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Again, I'm bummed out by this, but it is still really funny. Okay. I can't wait to get Robin's wisdom on this. I haven't heard it either, David. Do you want to know one of the saddest realizations I recently had? 
was that as a liberal woman, it is really hard to find a man who is willing to play the more traditional masculine role in the relationship in today's day and age. Who is not a conservative? A man who wants to pay on the first date, who wants to open your door, who has that want and desire to take care of you and to provide, who is not a conservative. And most of them. Okay, should I hear all this out before we just go with random takes, David? There's, I don't know, 15 seconds yeah, left. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. All right, let her And most of the men that I've dated who do have that more natural provider masculinity about them are normally conservative. So I don't really know what to do because I don't want to compromise my morals and values just to find a man. But am I asking to have my cake and eat it too? Kind of. Yeah. One of the problems is this. The liberal men have been told and taught to act a certain way for so long. Mm -hmm. And now, in some ways, as a liberal woman... You got what you've been asking for. Yeah, emasculated men. I don't need a man to open the door for me. I don't need you paying on the first date. I am powerful enough on my own. I reject all of all of those traditions that were based in the patriarchy. And so, you know, we talked about it, I don't know how many times, especially younger men, they go out on a date, they're not sure quite what to do. That's mm -hmm. exactly Exactly. They don't know whether they should pay. They should just grab the check. They, they honestly, they don't know what they're supposed to do. They're like a robot wandering into the wall that just keeps moving its arms back and forth. You know? I'm, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They, 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 they don't know. Do I do this? Do I not do this? What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do I talk about football? Do I not talk about? I don't know. Yeah. That, it's a delicate dance damn man yeah so i mean i don't know what to tell her i understand where she's coming from you know you what you'd love to do is have the conversation okay tell me you're liberal but you want the traditional man role but him to have opinions that right. aren't from tradition that what exactly makes you liberal what are your beliefs you know what i mean yeah because some people are you know i am a diehard when it comes to issue a b and c uh these other issues eh, i could take it or leave it i i'm not that opinionated about you'd want to know exactly where that person stands but yeah i mean hear this all the time i mean i've got kids aged 18 21 and 24 and so i don't even have to be a part of the conversation just listening to them talk to each other about different relationships or friends that are in relationships mm -hmm. you hear this kind of stuff all the time you know, I'm not surprised. No, I'm not either. It's, it's, but, but you're right. Getting back to your initial point, you're absolutely right. I, I was out with my, oh, when we first started dating, when I first started dating my lady, she says. My to, lady? Well, that sounds like, I know. <laughs> possession, <laughs> Scott. Okay, there you go. Okay. The woman that I'm involved with, right? No, I'm not joking. No, 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 no. no I, I, I get it. I, I that. know what you're saying, yeah, right? Yeah. There's no ownership there. <laughs> but she said to me at one point in time, this was early on, she goes, hey, I'll get the check. What? I was just like, whoa, wait a minute. You're not one of them, are you? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. It's just like I said, okay, all right. Yeah. Because I can't have one of them, all right? Right. Well, I think you knew that early on, too. I pretty much did, but I was shocked. Right. I was just shocked. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs>
We could go on and on about this. Yeah. And, and honestly, because I feel like there are so many young ladies, especially just coming out of high school and getting into college, they haven't even lived life yet, but they have had so many opinions jammed down their throat and this religion that they believe it, and then they can't understand why they're confused and want things that seemingly are against what they've been taught. Yes. Especially when it comes to dating a dude. I agree. 100%. You know? Wow. So why does it make you sad, David, just because of that? Well, it bums me out because I think there's a lot of people that have been sold a lie about what men and women are and how they generally interact. And it's not, you know, not everybody has to be all beast mode gym guy. But I would also right. like to know what her definition of conservative even is. Yes. Because it may not even be votes Democrat. It may be like somebody who thinks that it's crazy to chop weans off of 13-year-old boys or right. remove the breasts of 13-year-old girls. It may be something that, that, that like, five minutes ago we could all agree on we shouldn't be mm -hmm. doing that. To kids. Right. Exactly. Wow, that's really interesting, man. It is. I find yeah. that stuff fascinating. Yeah. I think at some point you're going to see more of a cultural shift where women will be fine saying, I just want a real man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got a story coming up about a massive homeless encampment, and people are shocked to see it. Why would they be in this town? Get to that much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, uh, homeless encampment where? Oh, Austin, Texas. It's really weird. Wherever you have these, like, super progressive politicians, mm -hmm. there tends to be a homeless crisis exploding in that area. It's hard to put my finger on why, huh? Yeah, no downside. Yeah. Oh, None. maybe it's because, you know, there's actually an argument as to whether or not people can set up a tent on a public sidewalk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not a clear red line no. Well, the city of Austin has been trying to, after years of sort of ignoring the program and going along with progressive talking points, has been trying to clear out at least some of the public walkways and rights of way and things like that. Um, and now there is a person who is documenting what the effect of that is, and that is a, uh, a massive homeless encampment in the Violet Crown Trail uh, that has shown up. You've got hundreds of people living in there. you got needles, you got human waste, you got all this oh, trash there. And maybe this will... I Listen, I feel like Lucy with the football with all this kind of stuff. But maybe, just maybe, mm -hmm. if you start seeing the negative side of progressive sort of hands-off uh, approaches to crime, drug use, homelessness, things like that. Yeah. Maybe in a progressive city like Austin, if their bike trails are negatively affected by it, <laughs> maybe, just maybe, they'll sort of get off their high horse <laughs> and ask the city to do something about it. Around the rich white people's houses? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it's like the big power outage they had in Austin. We talked about this at the time uh, earlier this year was because of green weenie progressive stuff right. because they didn't want the city to be trimming the trees so far back away from power lines. And so for years they neglected this, and then you get a freeze, and then boom, trees come down on power lines. The city's in the dark for two weeks. Yes, it's maddening. I'm reading a piece today, another liberal city. Chicago, this from the Chicago Tribune, okay? Editorial board, 
has a piece. Curbing violent crime is an all-hands-on-deck task. That must include corporate Chicago. Okay, I'm like, all right, what's the point of this? I start to read it, and it's because you've watched what's happened to this city over time. To read this hunk of garbage, you're left with the thought of, are, are you joking? Have you learned nothing? I mean, you had Boeing leave, Citadel, Caterpillar, um, Tyson Foods shut down at Chicago office. You know, all these different places. We got to shut it down. We can't deal with the crime anymore. It's crazy. And so it says now, however, corporate Chicago may be giving Chicagoans a reason for optimism. And talking about this civic committee of the Commercial Club of Chicago, okay, has been tasked with brainstorming ways to improve the region's economic and social well-being. And they're talking about gun violence. Okay? And you've got this editorial board saying, um, well, for years we've been urging the business community to become engaged in solving the scourge of gun violence. No one expects the business community to ride in on a white horse and sweep the streets clean of crime. But there's always been a major role corporate Chicago can play in improving public safety. But every time they do, they get, a, they get accused of being white saviors or gentrification. Yes. So, <laughs> what do you no want? Win. Pick one. And here's the thing. Keep criminals in jail. Yeah. It's maddening, man. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, biggest story of the day, David. On the world stage, it's that China is going to be opening up a little uh, surveillance operation on Cuba um, and with the express purpose, apparently, of spying on United States communications. The good news, Don't worry, John Kirby's on it. The brain trust in the White House is, is on this, okay? And as soon as something bad happens, they'll be ready to blame Trump for it. So, yes. rest easy, America. Got that going. Learning about Cuba, having some food. Sure. <laughs> Might as well put Spicoli in charge of the national defense of the United States. He could write a hell of a sternly worded letter. I bet he could beat up Kirby. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> what an absolute joke. Okay. Uh, man, there's a lawsuit happening in New York that it's amazing. Straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay. So, lawsuit in New York, what's the deal? Yeah, this is really interesting. So, the mayor of New York City, of course, has been panicking for a while because the border crisis has made it to his fine city, mm -hmm. and he is scrambling to find places to put these migrants, uh, including offering potentially to let them stay in people's private residences. Yeah, we'll give you money, huh? Yeah, wow. we'll, we'll, we'll pay your rent for you and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, you got that. Uh, but there are a lot of counties in New York that are not interested in taking on this burden. They don't want to do it. They're not sanctuary cities or counties. Um, they said, we didn't sign up for this, so stop sending these migrants to our communities. We can't handle it. We don't have any interest in handling it. Well, now he is suing, the mayor of New York is, suing 30 New York counties over local executive orders intended to stop the city from housing migrants in their towns. Local executive orders? Yeah. What does that mean? They're, well, it's the local county officials are saying, no, we're not. We're issuing these orders that says we are not going to take part in this migrant resettlement program. And the mayor of New York City says you can't do that. Yes. Yeah. Says who? He's yeah. the mayor of New York, not the governor of New right. York, yeah. nor the, the president of the United States, the or even a senator. 
The lawsuit says that these actions are an unlawful attempt to prevent New York City from responding to a statewide emergency and humanitarian crisis. Uh, the lawsuit is asking the court to declare the local orders null and void. Uh, Adams said in a statement, this lawsuit aims to put an end to this xenophobic bigotry and ensure our state acts as one as we work together to manage this humanitarian crisis fairly and humanely as we have done from the beginning and as we will continue to do. Why are you projecting xenophobia on anybody? I know. You're the one bussing people out. Well, and I'm guessing for those different counties, if they were pulled and said, okay, uh, we got like four busloads coming in, all Hispanic. You say, no, what What if they're all black? And they say, no, what, what if they're all white? You know what they're going to say? No, it doesn't. that doesn't right. matter. We don't have the infrastructure. We can't do it. It has nothing to do with race or anything else. You don't have the resources. I don't understand why people can't get yeah. that through their head. Yeah, I mean, he's been complaining for the last year or so that the federal government hasn't provided enough funding for him to handle this crisis. If the mayor of New York can't get the federal government on the phone, what makes you think a town of 30,000 is going to have any sway in Washington, D.C.? Exactly. None. No. That, that's like thinking you've got something big you can swing around and you just don't have it. Teeny. Oh, you're the mayor of New York City. <laughs> that's it. I understand you can get an inflated ego that way. But good Lord. Man. Yeah, that's, Come that's on. something, man. Saw this story out of the UK. Um, you know, I'll just get into it, man. It was a Christian math teacher uh, banned from teaching for misgendering a student, expressing his Christian beliefs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. He lost a job for refusing to use a hypothetical patient's preferred pronouns. Okay. This also happened to a doctor. This is just absolutely crazy to me. This was under the National Health Service a few years ago. He confessed, you know, I can't refer to patients by their gender identity instead of their biological sex. It would be lying. I can't refer to a six or a six foot tall man with a beard as a she or Mrs. I can't, I can't do it. Right. You know, it, because of my beliefs, it seems like legit enough. Mm -hmm. Can't just lie about it. His employer declared that failing to do so would fall under harassment under UK law and fired the doctor. Last name is Macrath from his role as a health and disability assessor. So he's appealed and lost, and he's appealing his firing again to a European court after a medical council said earlier this week that his beliefs did not make him unfit to serve. No, he's fine. He's sane. He can absolutely serve. I mean, he's right. That's mm -hmm. still a dude. <laughs> he doesn't want to go along with the lie. Yeah. Well, dude had been practicing for 26 years. Yeah, great record. That's insane to me. Yeah, and yes. I, 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 I think in the medical field too that that would be pretty important to be on team reality because, I mean, men and women by are physically are different and have different medical needs. Like I will never need a Pap smear in my life. 
And, you know, but at the same time, you know, a woman will never have to have a prostate check. You know, it's not because we're different. We are physically different. And therefore, going along with this, saying, okay, turn your head and cough, ma'am, is just insane. So. <laughs> Yes, it is. And that doesn't mean you have to be hateful to people that have gender dysphoria. I'm just stating the obvious. But reality is a good thing. Right. The rest of us are just supposed to pretend along. And mm -hmm. if not, you're deemed hateful. People have had enough of that. You know, when the dude first lost the job, um, he went to the employment tribunal to get a ruling. And they ruled, well, his biblical beliefs on gender were incompatible with human dignity what there's no assault on people of faith <laughs> right yes there is all over the place uh the council said while the christian doctor's beliefs might be viewed as contentious they had no evidence to suggest he would be uh, or would put patient safety at risk or that showed his fitness to practice was impaired so we'll see what the next ruling's going to be after this council said, no, he's fine to serve. But you know that's coming, and in some place right. you've already heard of it happening. People just aren't going to play. Yes. But, I mean, there's a lot of pressure for people in the medical field to just go along. Oh. You, know, you thought there was a lot of pressure with the vaccine? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, this whole issue is, you know, another world. Mentioned this earlier. Uh, rural Oregon, this is the uh, headline from Fox News. Rural Oregon movement to join Greater Idaho gains traction with vote in 12th County. <laughs> Some people think this is impossible to have happen. Yeah. People in Illinois have been talking about it. Yeah, I know. Because yeah. of Chicago and, and <clears throat> Oregon, it's like, okay, Portland, other places, crazy. That's not us. Can we join Idaho? <laughs> That'd be all right. And Idaho says okay. So really interesting to see where that goes. Yeah. Um, David, I, am I sensing that look in your eye that says not yeah. going to happen? Probably not going to happen, but it, it'll be interesting to see this play out. I mean, I think it would be uh, for the people that we know who live in the, the portion of Oregon that would, would like to join a different state that's tired of being run by left-wing progressive ideologues. I, I hope that it can work. I hope it would, but I just don't see it happening. To me, I think the, the better thing would be to try to really, I don't know if it would be better, the better outcome. I don't know if it would be an easier outcome, and I don't think it would be. But uh, the, to me, the better thing is form a whole new state. Play the, play the whole D.C. statehood game right back at the libs. Say, yeah. look, we're going to do this. We're going to get two more senators <laughs> in the yeah. United States Senate. There yeah. is that. Well, a Democrat from Idaho talking to Fox said, uh, it's not going to happen. Um, this has virtually no chance of advancing into reality. It would be bad for all involved and bad for the country, and I am opposed to it at all levels. Then it says in the story, in contrast, Republican State Rep. Judy Boyle said, Yes, I'm supportive of the greater Idaho idea. I've lived along the Oregon border all my life. So have many East Oregon friends. They've been quite frustrated with the liberal I-5 Western Oregon corridor running their state and completely ignoring their values and needs. They have finally come down to asking the voters, county by county, if they want to join Idaho. Currently, 11 counties, now 12, said yes. We'll see where it goes. Um, okay, so three of us on this show from different, quote, generations, right? Happened to see a piece. This was Wall Street Journal, now that it's summer. 
And, you know, you're driving around, you're seeing kids out playing. That's always a cool thing to see. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as many kids that used to be out playing no. as what right. used to be. But still a cool thing to see. So Mike Kerrigan writes this piece. And he says, Generation X did summer vacation right. You're already ticked off. I well, can see I mean, it, Robbins. What are you talking about? When you, is there a right or wrong way to do summer vacation? I think so. Okay. I think well, he's making I, the point. But I would love to hear more on that then. But the thing is, I think your summer sounded a lot like this too. And I'm guessing, David, because you didn't have like the holo- the helicopter parent sort of scene, you may have experienced this. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was cool just to sort of paint this picture of summer as a kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, we don't need me. Okay, that's fine. A little piano's nice. Oh, sure. <laughs> As the school year ends, parents will feel pressure to load summer activities onto the pristine schedules of their early adolescent children. Should they? It might be the perfect time to recall the mantra of my 80s childhood. You have everything you need. Oh, yeah. Now, are we glorifying the past? Probably. No, those are my words. It's not this. But still, why not? Generation X lurking between the more demographically significant boomer and Gen Z cohorts isn't consulted much. But here it's a loss since doing more with less has always been our stock and trade. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is how I remember every summer day during my coming of age years. Underplanned and overenjoyed. My friends and I roamed from neighborhood to neighborhood like gallant knights atop trusty two-wheeled steeds. Oh, God. Jeez. Yeah, you rode your bike everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Did I go from neighborhood to neighborhood? There weren't that many, but I went to them, yes. Yes. Most of us latchkey kids, we thrived under rules of engagement born of the weekday absence of parents, babysitters, camp counselors, and adult supervision generally. Our rule in backyard football, losers walk, exemplified the spirit. At first I was like, losers walk? What would that mean? I don't know. And then you get it. The team that scored a touchdown got to stay in the end zone where they just found pay dirt. The other side had to go to the other end zone to kick off. <laughs> Losers walk. Yeah. You're down at the other end. I see now. Okay. And so he paints this picture and goes on. Just like in basketball, it was the make it, take it rule. And then it got to this. An invitation indoors for a drink was nice, but hardly necessary when every house had a perfectly good garden hose attached to it. Heck yeah. Which made me want to ask, David... You a hose kid? Oh, yeah. Okay. The kids are told now you don't do that, right? Because you're going to catch something. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember anybody getting any sort of jacked up stuff from the hose, but I suppose maybe. <laughs> I only got tapeworm once. All right. It's fine then. A lip fungus. Made you stronger, right? Yeah. It did. <laughs> Jocko says good. <laughs> I love it. Anyway. Um, and then when, you know, you got your drink. Then did did you ever do the the snack sort of thing? Like okay, we're hungry, and then you'd actually split a sandwich with your buddies where you'd tear it in two and just hand it to the other guy. But every time, if it was your house, you'd tear it, and if it was the bigger half, you'd always keep it for yourself. At least all my buddies did. And then give you the smaller one. All of a sudden, I had all these memories coming back of this. He says, adolescents in my neighborhood still play basketball in their driveways. Fewer play backyard football. And nobody, it seems, drinks from the garden hose. Might be time for my generation to get involved. And his little brother will prepare the sandwiches and then cut them and they'll be all <laughs> jacked up. Yeah. Yeah, summertime was great. It was, man. That's what you I did. I mean, 
Yeah, I don't know if that's limited to just Gen X as, as much as it is just so like gone from a lot of households today. People who grew up in that in different eras, bygone eras and whatnot. I don't I, I agree. I mean, I don't see a lot of people, you know, drinking out of the hose or whatever. And then, of course, you know, if you need to go pee, just go behind a bush somewhere. Well, yeah. And then, well, there would be whatever. moms at different houses. that well, You're not tracking in here. Right. You go outside. Yeah. You're a boy. Yeah. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Now, I, mean, I suppose if you call somebody a boy, well, are you sure they are? <laughs> yeah. Who knows what kind of nutty crap there is right now? So I kick the can. <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. But you just make up games. Oh, yeah. High jump with beanbag chairs. Somebody's going somebody's gonna to knock themselves out. Oh, yeah. Of course. All right. An NBC News poll you're going to want to hear. Straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Interesting polling here, David. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, so NBC News has put out some polling on the FBI. And I just saw this making the rounds today. Uh, that in July of 1995, most about half of Americans across the political spectrum had a positive feeling about the FBI with Republicans were again July 1995 Republicans that about 52% had a positive view 49% of independents 50% of democrats had a positive view of the FBI by June of 2013 among republicans it had dropped to 41% an 11 point drop uh, a uh, 8 point drop by independents, but a 7% increase on the part of Democrats. Hmm. Interesting. Democrats, suddenly a majority of Democrats, 57% of Democrats said, yeah, I've got positive feelings towards the FBI. Hmm. Huh, isn't that weird? Huh? By September of last year, 18% of Republicans saw the FBI favorably. Just 37% of independents saw it favorably, but 70% of Democrats course see it positively and we brainwashed well and and watch what's happened since 1995 more and more the fbi has been doing the bidding of the left that's it yep they're doing the work that we want them to do therefore we love them yes and from where those democrats get their news they're brainwashed constantly and then they believe it by the way did you see the story uh the FBI had to sort of cave to James Comer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got to uh, let people see, you know, what they haven't let people see before. Are you telling as far me a as government the Biden agency corruption has to be transparent? Is that what you're trying to, to tell me? Okay. Yes, it's going to allow the full House Oversight Good. Committee to view the FD 1023 document, in which a highly credible FBI informant accuses Joe Biden of taking a $5 million bribe from a foreign foreign adversary while he was vice president. I mean, if you've been following news, you've known this for a while. I mean, our kind of news. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see if everybody else ever finds out. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You could say it's crazy every day. I don't know. We got to come up with new words. Yeah. Insanity. I. You keep going down the line. You get to a story in a minute. Um, a women's spa had to erase biological women from policy. I'm not joking. Okay. You're not? No. No, it's... See, I was almost going to say it, not even tongue-in-cheek, and now I'll just say it. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, well, very. But we'll get to it. Uh, Before we get there, this is Gavin Newsom. Is he running for president now? Man, it looks like he is. He's already, he was out there proposing now the 28th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States, which would, uh, what, uh, institute mandatory universal background checks, uh, a mandatory waiting period before firing or I'm sorry, before purchasing a firearm, and also ban so-called assault weapons. Of course, this will not, uh, at least based on the current makeup of the United States population, this will never actually be added. Uh, This will never be a constitutional amendment uh, proposal that succeeds. Okay, so is he only just getting his name out there again, and you have media helping him mm -hmm. because the left... And the DNC is worried about Biden. I, I Maybe there's wonder. something to not just his health and that he's lost his mind, but also, well, the FBI cover-up yeah. and the family business. Is all of that coming together and like, oh, we better keep Gavin Newsom's name out there just in case? I mean, they know Kamala can't do anything. Yeah, that, that's what it seems like. And the biggest obstacle probably would be, what do you do about Kamala? I don't know if you ever watch. I mean, because it's so early, I'll just look at it now and again. And you see in the hypotheticals, Trump would be Biden. So would DeSantis. But they would beat Kamala Harris far worse Yeah. in the hypotheticals. Maybe it'll be a Broadway musical. What do you do about Kamala? <laughs> well, you'd have to convince her to step aside. I think you'd have that, to. that would be it. You can't give her the boot. No. You can't oh, no. have her run in a primary where she loses. You can't. Your, your party credibility goes down. And if she were to run in a primary, by the way, she would lose. The DNC has to know, though. Yeah. Okay. And this is what I truly believe. That, yes, it, w- it would be a bit of a hit, okay, if they just booted her. But they're very powerful. And I'm mm. sure they could, quote, convince her to take this other position. Right. Whatever that might be. Plus, in the end, they control the media. Mm. At least your NBCs, CNNs, that sort of stuff. To say, hey, 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 you tell your Joy Reid, just cool it down on the targeting woman of color here. Just calm that down. Or she's going to be losing a job. You wonder if that's going to happen. Because I'm trying to figure out who cares what Gavin Newsom says about anything. The terrible governor. Yeah. Well, well, he also weighed in on Ron DeSantis. Uh, apparently, he his state is the one that organized another charter flight of migrants from Texas to California. Mm-hmm. Uh, he called him small and pathetic and doubled yeah. down on that during an interview with NBC. This guy, okay. that guy did. Yeah. All right. I think I'm being generous, small and pathetic. 
uh, very generous. He's just weakness masquerading as strength. Yeah, he's flailing. Flailing. Desperate for attention. Let's just level set here. Let's level set. Here's a governor. From Dude, this, this guy is worse as time goes on. Dude, this guy talks. It, doesn't he? He talks like a guy, like a like a management consultant who yes. doesn't get called back. <laughs> but but that you know, is perfect. Yes, he, level he, set. He lives and dies on getting that one-time client. Right. He goes in. The company will dump a lot of money because in the interview process, he impressed them with a bunch of buzzwords. And then he's got all the managers of the company in one room. And we're going to talk about synergy today, okay? Let's just yes. level set, okay? We're going to mm -hmm. level set, okay? And I, some people I, are when I heard that the first that. time, I didn't even know what he meant. What does that mean? I think it's let, like, let's just make it clear. Let's let's level the, the field here. Let's Let's show you what the terrain looks like oh goodness roll on here's a governor from the state of florida that is using taxpayer money and he had to go to another state to find people under false pretense i don't think this i know this i talked to the migrants what kind of human being does that a guy that got elected by like 70 percent of the people yeah <laughs> well you barely survived your gig. Hey, look, idiot. You're the one that was trumpeting the fact that you you were, in fact, a sanctuary state. You uh, many, many times, over and over again. Oh, my gosh. By the way, that level set thing reminds me of somebody we know, Jamie, that we used to work with that had a big <laughs> I, vocabulary and meant nothing. You had no idea what he was talking about. Yes. Uh, when he would say things to you like, hey, Jamie, how many Aerosmith records do you have in stir? Yes. And Not we, in rotation, in, in stir. stir. We look at each other like, what are you talking about? We have a lot of low-hanging fruit out there that we could get for ratings. <laughs> yes. We need to. Yes. We need to, let's just level set here and talk level about set. maximizing our potential from the bottom to the middle and the middle out. Okay? <laughs> yes. And as we level set, I want you to think, all right? We're going to have a brainstorming session, a little powwow, all right, here to talk mm. about how we can maximize our visibility in the market. Well, it's the whole bandwidth, really. Well, of course, yeah, yeah. Got to maximize. Gotta we need to do a deep dive into all of our resources <laughs> in our, right. our toolbox. Damn, I'd vote for you guys. I would. <laughs> and if we can just get, you know, the the whole office, just we need alignment, mm -hmm. alignment right. of goals right. between each department. Synergy was another big word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course, mm -hmm. synergy. Yeah. No, there are people that get the job done and people that don't. You got to get rid of the people that don't. You got to get the right people. On the bus. Now that is true. <laughs> what a joke that guy is. Okay. All right. Do you want me to just bring up this story then about the crazy women's spa? Sure. Okay. Uh, Seattle court has ruled that a female-only nude spa lacks the constitutional right to bar males from their facilities. Had you heard this story yet? No. Mate. Spa that sued the Washington State Human Rights Commission, mm -hmm. which had forced them to change their sex-exclusive policy due to the complaint of a transgender patron. Who had not had the surgery, correct? That is correct. Yeah. Yes. The, they needed to allow... doesn't matter what the person's name is. Let's just, for the sake of argument, call this person Mr. Johnson. Allowed into the spa. You know why there were complaints? Because 
women didn't want a dude flapping around them at the, quote, nude spa. Yeah. They can't have their space. A lot of flipping and flopping going on. I don't they had enough. It is it is really still astounding. Let's just level set here, okay? Thank you, really, corporate just, man. I've got, go, that, I've got that. Got that in. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like it. No, I, it is astounding, though, that just a few years ago we went from the Me Too movement, you know, believe and protect all women, to now it's just shut up about your concerns about that dong flopping around. Like, it's, yes. it's, it is astounding to me. That women's spaces don't get to be protected anymore. Dude, I'm going to go back to the Wii Spa in California where the woman went to the front to complain because she said it better than anyone could ever say it. It's sexual orientation. I see a d- Yes. We know he's a man. He is a man. He is not no female. Correct. Yep. Now, some could say, well, <laughs> she says it in such a rude way. I don't care how she says it. It's the truth. Yeah. Well, And that was also in front of... Younger girl. Yeah. And he, I mean, he kind of had a halfy going, too. Yes, he the, was ex- somewhat excited. Turned out the guy was a sex offender. Huh. Yes. There's no such thing as transgender. He has a <laughs> Okay? He has a penis. He has penis is hanging out. Yeah. Uh, the person in this story from the Olympus Spa in Washington sought a membership in January of 2020, had been denied on the basis that he had not undergone gender reassignment surgery and his, right in the story, penis, was fully intact. Yeah. In the complaint, uh, Mr. Johnson alleged his application to use the facilities at the spa had been rejected after staff told him that transgender women without surgery are not welcome because it could make other customers and staff uncomfortable. Really? Yeah, of course. Um, so now, after the ruling, now you got to take that out. Well, and this same person who goes by the name of Haven is a first name. Um, Haven? Haven? Haven. H-A-V-E-N. <laughs> you can make up your own last name. That's why I waited till the near the end of this story, because we can't have nice things. Haven Ween. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, put out on social media, I real I realized something important today. I'm more woman than any turf will ever be because I am an intentional woman, whereas they are only incidental. <laughs> <laughs> you People are ridiculous. No, no. Seriously, and I don't mean it even to be mean. They need freaking help no. mentally. No. <laughs> yes, that's true. I read that quote. Yes. <laughs> yes. See, I picked this, all right? Oh, please. So that makes me more woman. I have a right to feel comfortable without a man exposing himself, okay? No, you go somewhere else. Right. You go somewhere else. She's absolutely right. Still true. Wow. All right. Moving along to other things. You know what? Hack liberal writers. It just ticks you off sometimes the way they will word certain things. Did anyone see any story about Justin Bieber's dad? Uh Uh-uh. I don't even know who it is, to be honest. Mr. Bieber. Mr. The Biebs. The headline was getting roasted over some ignorant Pride Month comments. Ignorant. Okay. They said something mean, hateful. What was it? I don't know. So I look, and uh, apparently he had posted something that said, don't forget to thank a straight person this month for your existence. 
Okay, that's well, actually a pretty good joke. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> is that so awful? Hard to argue with, yeah. How is that ignorant, ignorant though? It's hate. true. That's hate. No, it is true. <laughs> I, I saw somebody posted something. I'd like it on a T-shirt someday, but it was just a image of a bunch of different bars of the color gray, mm-hmm. and it was gray pride. I thought that was pretty funny. I saw that, and, and the, underneath it said, get off my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. What else did Bieber's dad say? Right. We need to celebrate families. You know the reason we're all here. The things this generation glorifies is unbelievable. And apparently the responses have been savage. It, well, I, I don't really care. I mean, it's, it is unbelievable. I mean, you just told the story in the state of Washington. Apparently you don't have a right to have a women's only spa where, where women are naked in vulnerable positions. And a dude can just walk in there. Because he says he's a woman. Yes. That's that's unbelievable. It truly is. Yes. All right, there's other stuff that we got to get to. You know what? Are you guys up for a game today? Anybody a game? Oh, sure. I got, I got, I got a game if you want it. Robbins versus his well, camp. Okay. All right. I don't know what the, I don't know what it is. So. Well, what if I about. tell you, do you want to know what? I don't know if I want to do that. Are you in or not? Okay, I'm in. Yeah. God dang it. And a story out of Nashville you'll want to hear straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Real quick, we'll get to game time. The Nashville Metro Employee Benefit Board voted against covering transgender treatments for city employees. The Democratic mayor of Nashville, John Cooper, not happy. Too bad. He told board members that adding such treatments and sex change surgeries to city employee insurance coverage would improve employee recruitment and retention. Yep. Zero point what percent of the population? What are we talking come about? Come to Nashville. We'll, we'll come work for the city of Nashville. We'll pay to chop your ween off. Okay. And the board said no. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Man. <laughs> well, it was the same day because Daily Wire is based out of Nashville, and that's where Matt Walsh is. The same day yesterday, that whole undercover investigation that he had, that Transgender health care providers are rubber stamping patients to receive these treatments, even if they don't qualify. It took 22 minutes for a guy that works for Walsh to get in and convince people, yeah, we'll forward this onto insurance so they'll help pay for this surgery for yeah. them. Even after the person says, well, I haven't had it for six months. That was inc- We talked about it yesterday. Just insanity. All right. Are you guys ready for game time? Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, Scott. Well, hey, look, man. Come on, I, dude. I this finally be your got, day. I finally got a win last time out. Yes, you're first the First time in, champ. like, 15 tries. You get to go first. That's not even, might not even be a good thing, because I don't know what the topic is. Okay. For game time today. Yeah. Robbins versus Van Camp. Yeah. Survey out there. Biggest contributor to failed relationships. Earlier, we went over two. Clinginess was number one. Clinginess, yes. Overuse of social media was two, but we didn't get to anything else. So number three will be a 10-pointer, and then on down. Oh, I see how you're doing this. Okay. Yes. We only have, well, a little less than two minutes in the game. It'll be a quick one. Your first, Scott. Um, I would say probably sloppiness or lack of cleanliness. Uh, bad, you know, not cleaning your oh. place or whatever. Uh, okay. Bathtub, you're- things like that. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, that was a, a four-pointer. 
It was actually number nine, but that's worth four points. Okay. I thought you were going somewhere else for a second. Okay, to David. I'll go uh, stinky, bad breath, doesn't bathe. That was the one at number three. That's a ten-pointer. So you kind of gave that one away. You gave him a clue on that one when you said, I didn't think you were you going said, there. I, the, I don't know. Are you saying that I'll, I host you there? No, you're the judge. You get to make up all the rules. I, maybe I, I did. You, yeah. you kind of gave one. him the answer. Yeah, but go ahead. That's all right. I'll give you an extra guess. That's how much I'm going to tip this in your oh, favor. Oh, I see. That David, uh, David's not even complaining. Mm-mm. I think David's thinking I'll beat you anyway. Okay. Go it ahead, probably Scott. is. It's up um, to you. I'll say lack of ambition. Lack of ambition? Yeah, just hmm. just not helping out with oh! chores. Oh, no. Damn. To David. Oh, I think it would be a no-go for me if I was dating a woman and then learned that her pet, she called him a fur baby. Like, just talk about the pet all the time. Yeah. Too obsessed with a pet. Yeah, that was number five. That's an eight-pointer. It's 18 to four. Differing politics. Differing politics. Oh, man, that is a great... It's not there. You had three guesses. He had two. And... Fan camps have changed. Van Camp, they call him. I don't know anything about relationships. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day, David. Uh, biggest story of the day, uh, I think there are a couple of things. One, China is planning to build a spy base in Cuba focused on intercepting communications within the United States. Um, the good news is that, you know, Ned Price and John Kirby and the senile president of the United States are on it, okay? <sighs> um, also, uh, we've got uh eric adams the mayor of new york suing 30 counties in new york state for not taking migrants off of his hands unreal (laughs) sanctuary city not that kind of sanctuary though come on all right got a news update the robin's trifecta by the way the other things mentioned for failed relationships poor manners not liking a specific food being too talkative and never washing the dishes interesting all right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, you come from a news background, as we've talked about before. Scott came from Top 40 Radio. I came from Rock Radio. So maybe I'm not the best judge of what story should lead, especially nationally. But after doing this for quite a while, you get a sense of what people find important, right? Yeah. Yesterday, we talked about the Wall Street Journal story of how Instagram was accused of connecting a vast pedophile network. And in that story, it said Instagram connects pedophiles and guides them to content sellers via recommendation systems that excel at linking those who share niche interests, the journal and the academic researchers found. This was the Wall Street Journal, along with researchers at Stanford University, and the University of Massachusetts. That seems like a big deal. Yeah, it is, because a lot of people are on Instagram. A lot of people have kids on Instagram. And yes. when you have a, a what amounts to a, a pedophile network operating fairly openly on this hugely popular platform, especially among younger people, uh, yeah, you would think people would be interested in hearing that. But, you know, I look at CNN right now, uh-oh. Did you know that the Department of Justice has charged one of the actors on the show, Bob's Burgers, for his alleged role in the January 6th attack? I saw that. Saw it? 
Yeah, that that's a bigger story than but pedophiles. But I didn't see yours. I didn't see yeah. that story. No. But it went on to say in the story, the researchers found that Instagram enabled people to search explicit hashtags, such as hashtag pedo whore and hashtag preteen sex, and connected them to accounts that used the terms to advertise child sex material for sale. Now, Meta, that owns Facebook and Instagram, said, you know, child exploitation is a horrific crime. We've continuously investigate ways to actually defend against that behavior. And they said it had removed 27 pedophile networks and had reportedly taken down hashtags used by pedophiles in response to the journal's report. Yeah. You didn't know this already? It yeah. took the report? Yeah, I mean, hashtag pedal horror is not, doesn't really seem to be all that uh, uh, sly or on the down low. You pretty much know what you're going to get with something like that. It seems like you could keep an eye out for things like that. And you think about what ABC covered today. CBS, NBC, any of them. That's not there. And I know a lot of the morning news shows are geared more toward women. You don't think moms want to know that? Oh, yeah. I mean, that it is a shocking story. And I thought it was funny because the same outfit, I think it was Stanford, right, that, that keeps track of things like this. They do pretty good work. Um, they... Uh, they ran a, uh, a story last week or the week before last that said under Elon Musk, uh, there had been some activity of child exploitation on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And the story goes, but they found it and took it down. But I saw a bunch of these same liberal media hacks promoting this story as if, see, this is what's happening on Twitter because of Elon Musk. And I'm just sitting back and I'm remembering the story from a couple of years ago that came out where a kid got catfished, got got tricked into sending sexually explicit photos to a group of uh, groomers and pedophiles. Mm -hmm. And it was openly on the Twitter platform. This was under the leadership of Jack Dorsey and everybody else before Elon Musk bought it. And he kept going to the platform saying, hey, take this down, take this down. They had to get the Department of Homeland Security involved in order to get Twitter to agree to take down the content, to aggressively take down that content. And a lot of these same people didn't say a word about it. But now that, oh, potentially we can make Elon Musk look bad, now it's a story. But then when it happens on Instagram, ah, we'll, we'll, we'll have a couple write-ups on the website, and that'll, that'll pretty much be it. 30-second mention, whatever. They're truly the enemy of the people. You know, I got kicked off Facebook for a week for commenting last winter about people who leave their animals outside during the winter to freeze to death yeah there was an article about it i said i'd like to take these owners chain them to the backyard and hose them down for a couple hours while it's frigid i got kicked off facebook <laughs> violence brr. i seriously i thought it was some innocuous comment i just threw it out there like i've said this a hundred times right? right yeah pedophile yeah. okay mm -hmm. Guys yeah. suggesting people who torture animals get tortured themselves. That's unacceptable. Yeah. That's unbelievable, man. God I remember that. Dang. Well, now that you're all fired up, you ready for your big Yeah, three? let's go. Okay, let's do it. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show.
Every day at this time, Scott Robbins trifecta. It's top three today. Always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. All right. I think you're already up to uh, number three. Number three, Cory Bush, one of the dumber uh, representatives in the House of Representatives. Paul uh, Democrat from Missouri, part of the squad. Uh, she says, if you're anti-woke, you're anti-black. That's right. When you say I'm anti-woke, when you talk about wokeness, you're saying I'm anti-black. I don't want black people to speak up. I want them to speak up for themselves. I don't want equity and justice for black folks. That's what you're saying. That's what she says we're saying. So whatever else is being thrown around, unless you're saying I'm racist, I'm a white supremacist, and I'm a bigot, stop talking about wokeness. And you can't tell me I'm wrong because I'm from the very movement where this came about. Don't let a fascist tell you about woke, what woke means. I mean, um, you don't get to decide anything, Corey. Well, well that and when somebody says woke, if you picture someone who's woke. To me, it's, it is not a black person. It is an aggressively white, liberal college student or professor. Yeah. I mean, we can make up our own rules. If you say I'm Cory Bush, you're saying I'm an idiot. Well, that's actually true, though. That's that's it is. that's an objective measure. Yeah, I guess that's not a great comparison, is it? Oh, sorry. We're getting closer and closer. They to get number so freaked one. out by that term, though, don't they? Mm-hmm. They hate that term when they they themselves speak of the language and they invented the the language. Now they don't like it. I just love it when someone all of a sudden makes rule for everyone that if you say this, it means this. No, it doesn't. (laughs) What you say doesn't matter to anybody. Shut up. Two. Oh, yeah, we're up to number two. Number two, the public is divided on public schools, you're telling me. Yeah, this is interesting. There's a survey out. uh, K through 12 schools. Are they having a positive effect on our country, negative effect on our country? Should parents be involved? Now, 44% of Republican parents said parents don't have enough influence on what the local schools teach. 44%. 23% of Democrats agreed. Only 23%. A larger share of Democratic parents, about a third, said teachers don't have enough influence with their local schools, which compared with a quarter of Republican parents who held the same view. This is where I think it gets interesting. And this was a Jacobs poll. They took a look at the racial divide among Democrats and leaning Democrats as gender ideology in K-12 education. Mm-hmm. Almost two-thirds of white progressives, 64%, support it. <laughs> Only 30% of black parents and 36% of Hispanic parents do. And they all identify as Democrat or leaning Democrats support this. Now, that's a cultural split going on right there. And this gets back to what we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. The Chardonnay Mafia. It's absolutely true. It is absolutely true. And and again, if you're if you're appealing to that segment of the population, they're like they're not down with this. They're not okay with this. Well, we had the story yesterday of the Armenian American parents having a huge problem with that ideology in schools in California. Yes. And then there's the big fight. Yeah. There was another one with a group of Christian and Muslim families together. Parents to you know, protest what was going on in school. Well, there's the whole. And that's a bunch of Muslim moms all chanting, protect our children, protect our children. Well, you don't see that anywhere. No. Legacy media. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, and that point's been brought up many times. No, no, no. 
when you're talking about many different groups, especially that are coming into the United States, they're not down with that ideology at all. Way no. more conservative than people think. I, I thought it was really funny, and I forget who initially made the comment, but looking at that from like Montgomery County and, and elsewhere, when you see uh, Jewish Americans, Muslim Americans, and Christian Americans all together mm-hmm. united on this, on this front at a protest, somebody yeah. had made the, the point, hey, the coexist uh, uh, bumper sticker has actually come true. Wokesters actually did it. The far left managed to unite the, the children of Abraham in a way that has never been seen before. Uh, yes, that, but not for their cause. Not when for you, their cause. No. Right. And, and, and when you just said parents from Christian and Muslim backgrounds giving, coming together yes. for one purpose, one cause. Yes. I mean, it is remarkable how they have brought people together with this nuttiness. Yeah. Totally agree. It's wild. Say it again. I totally agree. No. Yes. Sky Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, up to number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, uh, you want to talk about Pat Robertson, who passed away. He did die. A legendary evangelist, Pat Robertson, who built the small Virginia radio station into a vast religious broadcasting compound, has died at the age of 93. He even ran for president, if you remember. Uh, he kind of started the whole Christian coalition thing. That was his deal. When he ran for president, finished second in Iowa, by the way, in the primaries to George Bush. What year was that? Uh, what was it? 1988. Okay. 1988. He was routinely courted by Republican politicians. He lost the White House bid, and he placed second in Iowa caucuses. And a lot of that was evangelicals who got involved in the political process because of Pat Robertson. I don't know what to say to him I mean, because but, it was long before right. I he, probably and, was and really he, taking any of my faith seriously. I'll tell you, when I on Saturday nights, late Saturday nights or Sunday nights, mm-hmm. when I was first living on my own, yes, and I, perhaps I was imbibing a little bit in things, you just start dialing around. There's nothing to watch on TV on Sunday nights back in them days, but Pat Robertson was on, yeah, and man, he and Ben Kinchlow, they start praying, hey, oh, buddy, it was fantastic. And so you would be either still drunk or hungover? Yes. And, and then watching this? Right, and, it, and this is what I would watch. And it touched you? It moved it, you? Uh, yeah, it always did. It was like, it kind of brought me back to faith. What? Then I wash my face and comb my hair. This is like Sunday morning coming down. down. It kind of is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, after a did night you write of, this song? After this a night of debauchery, you know, it was... With cigarettes and songs I'd been picking. What a great song this is. Oh, it's a great song. Yeah. But I lit my first. Now I'm going to think of it as the Robin's theme song. Yeah, it was. was Watching Pat Robertson on Saturday night and feeling really guilty. But by the end of the show, feeling uplifted. Wow. Ready to go drink again. Yeah. (laughs) Then after about four days, it wore off and you were back back at it again. (laughs) But if I can remember. Yeah, it's the production crazy. on this song, too, man. It's just great. Lord, it took me back to something that I lost somewhere, somehow along the way. No, you, you got to hear the big hook, You can't bail now. On a Sunday morning sidewalk, I'm wishing, Lord, that I was stoned. Well, Scott was. Yeah. 
Some way. Yes. Yeah, man, that's a great song. Ah, good stuff. Bed Robertson, 93. Part of my childhood. All right, part of my, well, I should say latter, early adulthood, put it that way. There you go. And there you have it. The Sky Robbins trifecta. Mm -hmm. Nice story, man. I had never heard that one before, having known you all these years. Yeah. Did not know that. Not that I was surprised of, you know, the shape you were in on a Sunday. It was the Pat Robertson thing that I didn't know. Set my Mickey's big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get to a news update and Nimrod's news straight ahead. All right, the Mark B. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Marshall, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, David, I know you're fired up. I saw something on the news crawl. What did Biden just say? I got, okay, I don't know, man. I've got like 10 minutes worth of audio that I, I know we can't play. So I'll have to save some of it to, for tomorrow. So, so Joe Biden doing a press conference today. A reporter gets up there. Sir, what do you have to say about this wave of anti-LGBTQ uh, plus um, uh, uh, discriminatory bills? Talking about banning sex change operations for kids. Right. You freak. She also said that the uh, the riot that started, that was in Glendale that we talked about yesterday. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Anti-LGBTQ activists started that. No. It was revolutionary communists and Antifa who started throwing haymakers around. Yeah, they just ran into the wrong people. What a lie. Armenian Americans. So anyway, she lies about that, and then here's part of Biden's answer. As president, I was proud to end the ban on 10 transgender troops in our military, oh sign the Respect for Marriage Act, strengthen the civil rights protections for LBGT Americans, and advance uh-huh. LGBT human rights around the globe. But our fight is far, far from over because we have some hysterical and, I would argue, prejudiced people who are engaged in all what you see going on around the country. It's, a, it's an appeal to fear, and it's an appeal <laughs> that is totally, thoroughly unjustified and ugly. Went on to say, these are our kids, not somebody else's kids, our kids, all our kids. Anybody wants to try to tell you that somehow Donald Trump is so evil, Joe Biden's just good old working class Joe, play that for him. I'm stunned. He's a disgusting human being. From where he came from as a kid to where he's at now. You want to know how power corrupts? Look at that joke of a man. Let's get the Nimrods. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. To lighten it up a little. Well, not for this guy. But Nimrods in the News, Wisconsin. 34-year-old Daniel Barton. He was accused of stealing a cop car back in December. He was awaiting trial in that case. You know what's a good idea to do when you're awaiting trial for doing that? Commit a crime. Steal another police car. Sure. That's what he did. Officers were conducting a traffic stop when someone drove off with one of the squad cars. They don't even know where Daniel came from. He wasn't the man being pulled over from out of nowhere. I'll take that car. Golly. <laughs> he was nabbed a little while later. He, he's in a whole lot of trouble. Boggles the mind, and that's Nimrod's in the news.